0: يا الله وقولوا قولا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ذنوبكم ومن فقد فاز فوزا عظيما بعد فإن خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور وكل 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 في النار بعد. my brothers in Islam today we Make mention and we discuss a vahira, an appearance which has appeared in this modern age of man. That which was not around except in very few rare circumstances in the history of, of, of man and mankind. That which was not known to, to man except in these modern times. And that is the inkar and the rejection of the wujud, wujud al-khaliq. There is the belief of atheism. The belief that there is no creator. That there is no originator. That no kh- there is no khaliq and no bari of this cone of this creation, this universe that exists, that which was not known in the history of men. Regardless of that which they worshipped, and many of the people we know, as Allah mentions to us in the Qur'an, many nations were led astray, and they worshipped others besides Allah, or others alongside Him. But as for the wujud of the Khaliq, then that is something that, most of the creation they accept and in fact allah has created man upon the fitra upon that natural disposition that he has within himself to to affirm and he affirms that this creation has a creator an originator and that is what allah he mentioned khitab to the rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam but as we know khitab li rasul khitab li ummati ma lam yakun dalil ala the Then Allah Taala <laughs> He addressed the Rasulullah Sallam, and now it is an address to everyone from the Ummah. Well, Allah Taala He mentioned, "Faaqim wajhak li hanifa," and so set your face towards that true, upright religion of Tawheed, the oneness of Allah t- b- Taala, and to worship Him alone. Fitrat Allah, the fitrah of Allah that He has. Created man upon that natural disposition. التي فَطَرَ الْنَّاسِ عَلَيْهَا la tabdila اللَّهِ That fitra that Allah and the natural disposition that Allah Taala has created man upon, that He affirms within Himself before anything else, before guidance comes to Him, which is the second matter, or Allah Taala. Beyond this natural disposition has established proof in another way. And that is through the sending of guidance, through the sending of books and, 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 and prophets. But the natural disposition Allah ta'ala ta'ala has created man with, that he affirms within himself that all of this around him has been created by a khaliq. Likewise, Allah ta'ala ta'ala, he says, وَإِذَ أَخَذَ رَبُّكَ مِنْ بَنِي and when your Lord took from Bani Adam from the children of Adam from their backs, دُرِّيَّتهم. when he took out from them their offspring, he took out from the children of Adam all of the descendants, every human being. And he he caused them to bear witness against themselves. Alasdubi Rabbikum. Am I not your Lord? Bala They said Rather, of course, you are our Lord and we bear witness to that. Now, but this in these current times is something we see this atheism and the rejection of the creator which goes against that natural disposition. And likewise, it goes against the guidance sent by Allah ta'ala through the Qutub and the anbiya That guidance that came through the books that he sent and he revealed and through his prophets. And then on top of that, Allah Ta'ala, he also blessed us with uqul. He also blessed us with intellects for us to be able to reflect and ponder and reason and use logic concerning the existence and the existence of the universe. However, in these times we find those who have gone to extreme, have crossed, have gone gone beyond all bounds. They have rejected that fitrah, or have gone against that, that natural disposition. They have rejected the guidance that has come from Allah. They have even gone against their own intellects, even though they claim that they are people of intellect. And even though they claim that they follow reason and logic, they have gone against all of that. Naam. And... Unfortunately we find that the Muslims in these times, given the fact that the Rasulullah he said, there will not come a time except that the time after it will be more evil than the time that came before. The times are getting worse and worse and worse. And likewise, how he mentioned there will be fitun, trials and tribulations. Like that dark night, darkness. That dhulumat that the anbiya came to save the people from. fitan will come. يُصْبِح الرَّجُلُ أَمَن يُصْبِح yeah, In the morning he will be a believer. But in the evening, when he reaches the evening, he will be a disbeliever. يُبِع قُوم دِينَهُم Aradin. مِنَ dunya People will sell their religion. They will sell their religion for a small worldly gain. And this is the origin. that The people who call to this atheism and the effect that they have on the weak Muslims, because we find ourselves living in these difficult times, we find ourselves living in such a place, surrounded by disbelief, surrounded by people who, who don't believe uh, in, in, in the existence of a creator. And this stems from them following their desires. That's the root. Because they have no excuse. Their fitrah accepts the creator. The guidance around us, the guidance from the books, and the anbiya affirms the, 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 the existence of a creator. The aql also affirms that. And we will, we will explain and we will debunk Idn idhnallahu ta'ala with the permission of Allah these doubts that they bring and their, their ideas of this creation existing without the creator. But they come to what they have come to due to them following their desires. That is the root of it. That is the reason. The intellect doesn't accept this. So it is, there is no intellect. The fitrah rejects it. The guidance rejects it. But it is their desires and then when we have Muslims who are influenced by the kuffar because we live with them in such close proximity with them and we are affected by them. And when we see them following their desires, we are still human beings, those desires also affect us. And from the one who, who allows himself to follow those desires, he also gets affected by these these ideas. And because the removal of the existence of Allah removes from them the guilt, the guilt that they have when Performing these sins And following their desires And so from the Muslims Those who They know drinking alcohol is haram Doing such and such is haram These following their desires is haram They know Because alhamdulillah Islam is still strong The the bayan is still clear In the masajid On the uh, manabir Islam is still strong Islam is Aziz ikhwan It is a tremendous religion And Allah still preserved it The bayan and the clarity is still there The Muslim ummah We know the halal and the haram. But because there are those who follow their desires, they feel that guilt. And and so, in order for them to remove that guilt, the solution to them is to remove the existence of Allah. Because then now we can do whatever we want and we don't feel guilty. This is the root cause, my brothers. There is no denying, my brothers, that as humans, we are... We are... Yeah, any reasonable beings, meaning we deni- we possess that undeniable trait of reasoning, using sound logic and reason. That's who we are as human beings. We are reasonable beings. We use logic and reason, and that is why when you see the child, when you see the child, the child growing up doesn't even require anyone to teach this but he he learns many matters through reason and logic when the ch- when the child pushes a toy or a book off the table when he pushes that he learns the law of motion the law of motion he learns it that this thing will remain motionless up until a force comes and changes that and so some the force of of, of the push will now come and cause this toy or this book to fall off the table the law of motion many of us we learn this without even being taught it we learn it ourselves even before going to primary school in nursery preschool level we learn these matters scientific rules and laws and principles add to this my brothers the law of all laws that which is known to them as the law of all laws Meaning, there is no denying of this law. A universally accepted law. Scientific law and principle. The law of all laws. This is what they call it. They're scientists. The law of all laws. The law of cause and effect. The law of cause and effect. The law of all laws. So much so, they call it this. The law of all laws. There's no denying of this. Going back to that example. The the the, Let's go with the book. The book now... Off the table on the floor. That's the effect. The effect is the book being on the floor. The cause was the push. The cause was the push. And no one accepts the fact that the effect can take place without the cause. That this book cannot leave the table and fall off from the table and end up, end up on the floor by itself. That the effect cannot happen before the cause. Impossible. No one accepts this. And also, from the laws of causality, the law of cause, cause and effect, is that the cause must be greater than the effect. The cause has to be greater than the effect. So a fly cannot come and push this this book off the table. A fly cannot do that. The cause has to be greater than the effect. And so bear that in mind when we when we look to the to Allah, He's greater than this creation. Nam. That is from the laws of cause and effect. So after establishing these basic elementary school principles and rules, my brothers, then we then we turn our attention to the universe. The universe exists, my brothers, it exists. We are here, we are real. We have happened. No, there's no denying of that. We are here, we, we are real, we exist. But the question is what caused it. We are an effect. We are an effect. We have happened. But what caused it? The believer will say, Allah, the creator, he is the cause. But then the atheist will say, that, it, it, there was no cause. It's always existed. And he will come with arguments. And he will say, he will say, have you seen God? Has anyone seen God. He will say, he will say that if you're going to say to me that every cause requires effect, then who created God? If God is the cause, then who created God? Some of the doubts of the atheists. Firstly, we say that that the Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam he mentioned that Shaitan will come to an individual. He will come to an individual and he will put doubts in his head up until He will come to him and he will say, then who created Allah? The Rasulullah ﷺ, he guided the ummah. He guided them to saying, or he guided them to seeking refuge with Allah ta'ala from this belief, or from these ideas and these whispers. Because the fitrah, the guidance, the natural disposition, the guidance, the aql will not accept that Allah was created. But there are those who push the, this idea and there are those who become affected even from the Muslims by this idea. And so we clarify. The example we gave, my brothers, the example of the book, of the book being... Being on the floor. The book being pushed on the floor. Now on the floor. We said that it's cause and effect. But let us now add to that. In your home. Not just the book on the floor. Everything in the house. From the drawers, the cabinets. Turned inside out. Everything on the floor. And in fact many things are missing. Many of your items are missing. You go to the back. Back of the house. You see the back, that the back door has been smashed in. You come, you use a reason, your logic, which is that someone broke into the house, stole your possessions. You call, you contact the police. You contact the police and you tell them that all these things are missing from your house and you tell them what you see, these effects that you see. The police then say to you, did you see the perpetrator, the culprit? Did you see anyone? And you say no. And so they say, because you didn't see anyone, then it, this never took place. They rejected. They say, this never took place. Because you did not see anyone. Huh? But then now you, you revise with them that basic principle that we learn as children. And you say, cause and effect, my friend. Cause and effect. We learned that in school. Cause and effect. And you, and then the, And then they have no reason except to accept that from you. And so they begin an investigation. So this shows to us, my brothers, firstly, that it is not a requirement or a condition that the cause is witnessed. It is not a, it is not a condition that you see the cause. That is not a requirement. It is not a requirement that we saw Allah Ta'ala. When they say, did you, has anyone seen God? If you're, you're saying that God caused all of this, has anyone seen God? We say it is not a requirement. It is not a requirement that we witness and we see the cause. Because we don't accept that even with our intellects, with these basic dealings that we have amongst ourselves. Then when the police, they're reminded of this law of our laws, they begin the investigation and now they find fingerprints of an individual. They also find your possessions with him in his house. They also come to know witnesses who heard him threatening that he would steal your property, your possessions. Now, this my my friends, or my brothers, this In the court of law is known as a prima facie case. A prima facie case. Which is that there is a high level of evidence and probability of this suspect being guilty and being the cause. Is it empirical evidence? Meaning, did a person, is this evidence the same as seeing that individual with your own eyes doing these things? No, it's not. But this is a high level of evidence and the court will readily admit all of this evidence into the court because sound reason and logic uh, accepts the fact that this individual did this action. Unless the accused can now remove remove those suspicions and prove otherwise. Or else, this evidence, this overwhelming amount of evidence forms for us the premise and the basis that he is guilty unless he proves his innocence. Hmm? And if he can't do that, then it goes from being beyond reasonable doubt to then becoming a fact. Hmm? And so we say, "Did anyone see Allah create the creation? It is not a condition as as we just proved It is not a condition that the cause is witnessed and that is why the, the Bedouin he said, even the Bedouin, without even going to school, he learned this basic law when he said he said well." على, المسي- على المسير. ألا هذا على اللطيف الخبير The Bedouin, he said that the dung of camel in the desert shows that there was a camel here even though you never saw the camel the footsteps in the sand shows that there was someone who walked here so does not this creation show to us prove to us that there is one who is لطيف one who is, who is kind and khabir all acquainted Alhamdulillah Rabbil It is not a requirement, as we mentioned, my brothers, that Allah was witnessed and that the cause of the creation was witnessed. And we have beyond reasonable doubt, high level of evidence that shows to us that this creation, this universe, this existence was created. Because we have the fitrah. The natural disposition. We have the guidance from the, from Allah Ta'ala, the books and the messengers. We have our aql. And we have those laws. The law of motion, the law of cause and effect. We have all of this. That now forms for us the premise and the, and the, and the basis, which is that every effect requires a cause. That is what we know. That is the law of humanity, the law of the universe. So that's the premise and the basis. And so if you're going to come as an atheist and say that this creation existed or came into existence without a creator. And this is something which is Ajib, my brother. Something which is strange. That they invert the question. They invert the matter. They say to you, prove to us that God exists. They put the question on you. But the reality is they invert; they have inverted the question and the question is upon them to answer. Because the basis and the premise is cause and effect. We are in effect, we exist, we have happened. And so, something causes us. That's the premise, that's the basis. And we have substantial evidence that proves that. And that is the basis. And now, unless you can prove otherwise, then it re- it then moves from reasonable doubt to, to, to fact. To fact. And so it is upon you, when you have gone against the law of all laws, the laws that you know, and your scientists have dubbed the law of all laws. It's upon you to show to us that creation can exist without a creator. Show to us how an effect can come about without a cause. You're the one who's making a claim, not us. This is the law of humanity. You have gone against the law of humanity, and say, and you are saying to us that an effect can take place without a cause. You're saying to us that a book can end up from the table onto the floor without someone pushing it, without a force. In any other discussion, outside of the discussion of, the, of Allah and the Creator, they would put that individual in the mental hospital. Guaranteed. An individual who comes with this kind of way of thinking, they will say, what's that hospital called, Linford Mountain? What's it called here in Bradford? Linfield, Linfield Mount?" They would put him there. Mental, they would say. Now, the other doubt that they bring then is even if the atheist accepts this and many of them, they can't get out of this. They will then say, well then, okay, we accept the law of cause and effect. So then, who created God? And if if he is the cause and every existence requires a cause, so then who caused God? Who caused that cause? Because don't stop now with this principle that you're working with. Carry on. Who then caused God to come into existence? The quick answer, my brothers, is it is impossible for the creator to be created. Impossible. And the detailed answer is that if we, for a moment, just for a moment, we accept that. And now we ask, okay, who, who then caused the cause of this creation? Who caused God? Who created God? that would now necessitate that we don't stop there. We then have to continue further back. So if we say that there was some so, something that caused, the cause that caused us, we would then say, well, who caused that cause? Who created God? And then who created the God that created that God? Hmm? This, my brothers, is, this would then mean that there is an endless series Of effects. That every cause in reality is an effect. That every cause. Is also an effect. And this is what is known as infinite regress. We're just going back and back and back and back. Infinitely. Which. Would mean my brothers that. Nothing would actually exist in the first place. Nothing would exist because. There was never a first pure cause. There was never a first pure Cause and if we accommodate for another moment, my brothers, if you accommodate just for another moment, just to deal with the atheist, that if we say that there was a point when nothing existed, there was a point when nothing existed, then nothing would exist right now because nothing can never produce something. Well, there? that if we for a moment say that there was a point when nothing existed. Then nothing would exist right now because nothing produce, can, cannot produce something and so since we do exist, then we understand that something has always existed huh the fact that we do exist means that something has always exi- existed because if there was a point then if there was a point when there was no existence nothing existed then nothing would exist right now. And so reason and logic does not accept ex does not accept any answer except for the one answer which reason logic readily accepts, which is that the cause that create created this creation and caused this creation, caused this effect, is a is a pure cause. First, a first pure cause. Eternal. Always existed. Because something has always existed in order for us to exist. Because if nothing existed, then nothing will will, will exist now. An eternal, pure, unique cause. We can't apply the law of cause and effect to that cause, to that first pure cause. We can't apply that law that we know within the creation to that First pure cause, Allah Ta'ala. And that is why Allah Ta'ala He mentions in the Quran. He gives us three options. And he deals with this directly. Am min Shayin. Am Humul Were they created from nothing? Or were they themselves the creators? Or were they themselves the creators? Did they create the heavens and the earth? We just showed how. It's impossible that we came from nothing. We just showed it's impossible that nothing can create something. It's impossible. Nothing equals nothing. If there's nothing there, there's, there's no, there isn't anything there to produce anything. And so that argument is out of the window. I'm Or were they the creators? Is it possible that we are the creators? Is it possible... That this effect, and we are the effect, that the effect can come into, into being before the cause. We just proved that that cannot, cannot happen. That book being on the floor now, being the effect of the push, which is the cause, that effect cannot happen before the cause. The effect can never happen before the cause. So could we have created this creation when all of this existed before us, before we were born? And so, it all it leads us with the third option. Which is that Allah, ta'ala, the Creator, the first, ultimate, pure cause which is who is unique, nothing like him. That He is the Creator. Ayu al Muslim, Ya Abdullah living in, in these times, in these places, and when we see these people around us, and they push the, the, the their ideas and their, their their thoughts and their ideologies in a strong manner. Backed up with them following their desires in every single way, and it may be, it may be, yani uh, appealing to the weak Muslim, the one who likewise wants to follow his desire, and they come in yani yeah, from this angle, Shaitan in essence, that you can reject the existence of the Creator, so that now you can do whatever you want. Work with what we said today, my brothers. Simple, grade school logic. There is a Creator who is, and He is Allah Taala. ال الصمد الذي لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له احد هذا وصلوا وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى عَلَيْهِ وصحبه أجمعين.